TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. And good morning and welcome back once again here to Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 WZUM, the heart and soul of Pittsburgh, and TubeCityOnline.com. My guest this morning is Juan Garrett. He is with the Riverside Center for Innovation. Good morning, Juan. Good morning. What is your uh, title with Riverside? Currently, I'm the executive director of the Riverside Center for Innovation. And what, before we uh, get too far into this, because I know people tune in and out, uh, what's your website address? Our website address is www.riversidecenterforinnovation.com. I, I had not, and this is shame on me, I had not heard of the Riverside Innovation until you recently have been partnering with some folks in McKeesport to uh, do some work with some displaced workers there from, from the U.S. steel plant. But the group has been around for a long time. In fact, your, your roots are in the, the Pittsburgh North Side, the North Side Industrial Development Corporation, correct? That is correct. We've been around since 1983. Uh, we changed our name in 2000 uh, as we opened up our business incubator here on the North Shore. Uh, and you have been with the group for some time, correct? Correct. I've been here since 1992. Tell us a little bit about what the Riverside Center for Innovation does for, for folks, small business owners and people who want to start a business and people who have established sure. businesses. Sure. The Riverside Center for Innovation, we're a small business incubator. Uh, we uh, provide services physically in our uh, physical building. We provide low income, excuse me, that not low income, but low rents, okay. low market rate rents for uh, our residents here in Pittsburgh. And we also provide entrepreneurial training services through our Diversity Business Resource Center. And we also just created a Southwestern PA Veterans Chamber of Commerce. So we try to focus on working with disadvantaged businesses in underserved communities. That's why we're out in McKeesport, and we plan on doing some additional training out in that Mon Valley area. So we're out seeking funds to do uh, to expand that services. We do a lot of collaborations with the University of Pittsburgh's uh, Small Business Development Center, and now we're uh, trying to uh, uh, strengthen that relationship with the Duquesne uh, University Small Business Development Center. Also, you also have something on on your website. You, you talk about brownfield development, and there's there's a lot here I want to talk about. Um, so hopefully we'll get to get to most of it here in this half hour. But you you have a brownfield development area too, which which goes up the the AK Valley and up the Ohio River Valley. Tell us a little bit about that. Sure, we um, our our legal name, as you mentioned earlier, is the Northside Industrial Development. Company and we are the number one agency in EPA's Region Three, and recipients of bringing over five million dollars into this region to do brownfield assessments. What's oh, a brownfield for people who might not know all the lingo? Sure, brownfields are we consider those two things. They could either be a vacant building that may uh, that a prospective owner might think that there could be some sort of contamination in it. It also it also can be a brownfield is any of the former steel sites. Okay. And and any anywhere where gas stations in local communities. Okay. So yeah, so we actually just secured another grant which we'll be doing a check presentation later in the summer. And this time we'll actually be uh, focusing on a few properties in the city of McKeesport and Clareton also. But the program is, as you mentioned, all the way from the AK Valley up through Beaver Beaver uh, County, 
Allegheny County, Westmoreland County, and um, uh, so we we have a lot of projects we've done in Allegheny County. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, where did you grow up, and how did you come to get involved here with economic development? Sure, I actually graduated from Keysport High School. Oh, is that right? Okay, once a tiger, always a tiger. That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. So you know, we didn't do a lot of work in that area, but now we're uh, taking a look at that area and trying to do some things probably because it is where I grew up at mm-hmm. and want to make it sort of make an impact in that region. But uh, I went to Robert Morris University, then I got hired and worked in a few nonprofit agencies. Um, our organization back in the early, late 80s uh, took on some very aggressive uh, development projects here in the north side. And, you know, the economy changed and tax laws yeah. changed. So in the, begin- in the early 90s, a lot of those projects began to crater, um, and I guess that happens a lot with community development. Yeah. And so we were brought in, a new team was brought in to do a workout, an approved workout plan by our funders and our board to clean up uh, the bad real estate products. And next thing you know, we have over 30 companies that's bubbling and growing and um, making an impact in our region. So then we, that's when we decided that we should just become more of an economic development agency no longer focusing on housing development, uh-huh. no workforce training or anything, just really working with small business and entrepreneurs. Uh, there was a niche in our region to play that role. And, in fact, uh, micro enterprises uh, for Allegheny County, we are, I believe we're the only service provider that provides uh, training services and uh, support services for micro enterprises. And that's micro enterprises, as we define it, is, uh, one to five employees, okay. uh, un- under a hundred thousand dollars in income. So this could be a this could be a sink down to a single proprietor, a single person working out of their their home office or something. Exactly. Okay. So we we provide uh, services for those those folks. We run several workshops, and again, if you go onto the website, you'll see another uh, agency. Or, well, it's a program of ours, the Diversity Business Resource Center. That will pull up all the calendars of events. Today, we have scheduled how to do business with Allegheny County. So we're trying to work with small businesses to get contracting opportunities with 21-plus uh, government agencies throughout Allegheny County. Our guest this morning here on Radio 81 WEDO 1550 WZUM and com is Juan Garrett. He is executive director of the Riverside Center for Innovation. We're talking about the economic development uh, opportunities they offer for small business owners and for not-so-small business owners, and also about uh, their recent efforts in the city of McKeesport and, uh, as Juan said, in Clareton as well now. Clareton or Duquesne? I'm sorry. Clareton. Clareton. Uh, RiversideCenterForInnovation.com is the website. We'll give that out a couple more times. Uh, the Norths, you, uh, your offices are on River Avenue there, which is not too far from the stadiums on Pittsburgh's north side there? That is correct. Uh, we're more uh, closer, if you if you're, can envision where PNC Park is yep. in, in relationship to the convention center, mm-hmm. we're directly across the street, across the river actually from the convention center, uh, okay. River Avenue. Okay, cool. Well, that uh, what I was sort of thinking of was that Northside, when, when the Northside Industrial Development Corporation, which is sort of the progenitor uh, of the Riverside Center, um, was formed, that Northside of Pittsburgh was having really hard times. There had been a lot of industry that had moved away. The commercial district had, had kind of dried up, and then there was all the, the highway construction. So that was a time of great need on, on Pittsburgh's Northside. Correct. That is correct. Uh, there was... Uh really a lot of blight that was going on yeah. in that time at the north side. Um, we did housing development in some much-needed communities, uh, Fineview, uh, California Kirkbride, um, East Allegheny, 
and we did a lot of commercial transaction. Uh, one of the former, former projects, it's still around, is the E&O Brewery, which was a yeah. incubator. But we got out of that uh, because it was a little difficult to try to manage an incubator that was in construction and one that was already open. So we sold that to private developers, and they do provide office space. And many may know that's where the Penn Brewery is located at. I, I'm, I'm wondering if there are similarities, and I don't mean to imply that the north side has, has totally recovered. I know there's a lot of people still struggling uh, over on the north side, but I'm wondering if there are some similarities about where the north side kind of was 20 or 30 years ago and where maybe McKeesport or, or Clareton are today. Uh, okay. You know, there was a lot of, back then, a lot of high crime and all the things, but now if you can see the, the, a branding came in, to call the north side as part of the North Shore. So mm-hmm. that was really important to a lot of the businesses here. And now there's been a lot of private investment. And it does take a, a community plan to do something like that. So one, one of the things that we are talking about as we're uh, putting in our work plan to the EPA is maybe being able to work with the city and some of the officials out there, invested stakeholders, to garner some funds to put in a community plan so that there is some planning going on, so when 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 these brownfields are developed and we'll know what type of developers are coming in, there's a long-term plan. And I'm sure McKeesport and residents in that Homon Valley, number one is jobs, to get people back yeah. on job, back working in their communities. So we're developing some different types of training programs in the future uh, to really focus on some of those things uh, that could dovetail nicely into a community like McKeesport, Clarendon and Duquesne and Braddock and Homestead, all those regions out there. Um, We have a a project that we're going to try to partner with with some folks out of York, PA. We just started having our first initial uh, conversations, and it's really basically around technology and how technology can be used in community development. So, But it's still at really early stages, but that to me is going to be an exciting project that we're going to undertake here for our region. Juan Garrett is our guest this morning. He is the executive director of the Riverside Center for Innovation. Their website is RiversideCenterForInnovation.com. Telephone number is 412-322-3523. When we come back, Juan, I want to ask you a little bit about uh, the challenges that people face when they get into redoing one of these brownfield sites, okay? Sure. Stay tuned. You're listening to Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 WZUM, the heart and soul of Pittsburgh, and TubeCityOnline.com. Support for this broadcast comes in part from the McKeesport Hospital Foundation, celebrating 36 years of supporting community health programs and services for you and your family. The foundation works with UPMC McKeesport as well as through the Mon River Fleet Partnerships in Braddock, Clareton, Duquesne, and McKeesport. If you would like to make a donation to the McKeesport Hospital Foundation or find out more about it, visit mckhospitalfoundation.com or call 412-664-2590. You're listening to Two Rivers, 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media, Incorporated. If you've got an idea for someone who you'd like us to interview or a question or comment, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. Our guest this morning is Juan Garrett. He is executive director of the Riverside Center for Innovation. Their website, just like it sounds, RiversideCenterForInnovation.com, or call them at 412-322-3523 if you'd like information about any of their programs. Uh, when we took the break, uh, we, we had a situation here in McKeesport that, that 
there was a lot of hard work by the city agencies, the county agencies, um, all kinds of folks got involved. We had a, a, a local uh, owner of a longtime local business in McKeesport who wanted to expand to a second location, and he bought a former gas station site. And he and his wife went through heck for about two years uh, as they had to have that site remediated. There had to be well, uh, well water monitoring. Um, and, and he's finally up and running, and, I, and I, it seems like a very thriving business now. But it took a lot of work, you would think, for this little parcel of ground that is probably uh, an eighth of an acre. Um, this guy went through a lot of work. Tell me about some of the struggles that people face when they go into uh, a brownfield site, whether that be a former steel mill or a former uh, glass factory or a paint factory or a, a ga- even a gas station site? So a lot of these small business owners want to stay away from those parcels. So the nice part about our program is is before you invest your own capital into that site, we can come in with grants. And then what we can do is come in really and help the small business owners because some of these uh, brownfield sites can take up to $60,000 to do a uh, phase one and phase two. That's just uh, is that just the testing not, or is that the remediation? That's just the testing of the site. Wow! And you cannot have you cannot get garner financing from any lender without having a phase one. And usually, most of the phase ones in our region, because the heavy steel mill industry requires a phase two. So, as a small business owner, you're taking a risk on that property. Yeah. To at sixty thousand uh, dollars, and so we're able to grant that money in to a potential developer. So we know exactly what's on that site, and the phase two will call for what are the recommendations for remediation. And there are some remediations that, you know, we've done some sites, some another brownfield site in McKees Rocks that uh, it's now going to be turned into an intermodal system for CSX. What was there before? Is that old P&L Railroad oh, property? Yes. yes. Okay. And so we, we did a, several, the way that the site was structured, uh, there's over 100 acres on that site. So we put in some money to do that site. And we came up with some unique uh, remediations. We were able to remove the soil on the site, and and there's going to be new roads and infrastructure. We were able to move the bad soil, put it in the ground where the roads were, and now it's capped. Ah. That was really unique. And now the municipality knows exactly where the contamination is, and it's covered up. And and so, you know, there's a couple of things uh, that helps. When we do all of that, we're able to use the state-designated enterprise zone, which actually frees up some of the requirements, uh, loosens up some of the requirements for uh, remediations because it's located in an enterprise zone. However, if it's a daycare or housing, those requirements go away because then you have to remediate. But there are several funds. There are places uh, in the state government that you could apply for for remediation grant funds. Sometimes that process is a little long, but if it's a large development um, in in a region, and you you know, like uh, for example, the waterfront, uh-huh. you know, that's a long planning process. So you could actually structure the deal with several grant funds out of the state, and there are some remediation funds that the EPA has also. Juan Garrett is our guest this morning. He's executive director of the Riverside Center for Innovation. They're online at RiversideCenterForInnovation.com. He is a McKeesport High School graduate as well as a Robert Morris University graduate, and we're talking about some of the programs that the Riverside Center offers in the area. There there are enterprise zones in McKeesport, Clareton, and Duquesne, but I believe they are administered by the Redevelopment Authority of Duquesne, correct? We do partner with those folks. Um, okay. We do know that they have funds available to help small businesses in that region through their enterprise zone development program. So we just have to find out what the guidelines. We work with Chuck Sterrett, who runs yes. that uh, program and uh, in that Mon Valley area. 
fact, we have a client we're trying to bring in a female bottled water company in the city of Duquesne uh, to put in a distribution center in the RIDC park out there. So there's funds out that way as we're helping her structure her uh, finances. And so we're, we're going to reach out to that, that, that pot of funds. And, it, and, and sometimes when you have those funds, the interest rates are very flexible. So this is not a, this is not a competition between uh, agencies is what I'm kind of getting at. This is a cooperation. Yes, yes, yes. We are all members of a state-designated program called PREP, mm -hmm. and I believe the acronym is Partnership for Economic Performance. And so this Southwestern PA, so many of us are members of this PREP um, group, uh, the Southwestern Pennsylvania Commission, Catalyst Connection, and they all have manuf small manufacturing uh, funds that they can put out into, the, into that Mon Valley area. And a lot of small manufacturing companies don't know probably a lot about those funds. But we do work with uh, several agencies, Allegheny County, City of Pittsburgh, all the cities that we're, uh, we collaborate with. We even work and collaborate with other industrial development corporations throughout southwestern PA. Uh, you, you, as, as I mentioned, you're a McKeesport High graduate. Um, how, how, and, and you mentioned that it's, you know, sort of your ties to the community is one of the reasons that you, you got interested in, in, in becoming one of the community partners down in the Mon Valley. But um, how were you, was, was the U.S. Steel uh, uh, plant idling, the, the tube plant idling, was that the catalyst for, for Riverside Center coming in? Or were you involved before? We we started looking at, at City of McKeesport, uh, University of Pittsburgh. Had, I believe they applied for funds. Okay. They started looking at. They have the training curriculum uh, tied to the universe or U.S. Steel. But I believe their funds can really work anywhere throughout that entire Mon Valley region, and uh, and I mean in Westmoreland County up through Charlotte or Manesson. Okay. And so we collaborate with the uh, the, the SBDC. So we reached out to them, and actually, uh, 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 Fawn Walker Montgomery is mm -hmm. on city council for McKeesport, yep. and she approached me about some of the services that we could do out in McKeesport. That was the original conversation on how we started looking at McKeesport and trying to do entrepreneurial development. And as we can all remember, uh, and yes, when I was a kid, that what Fifth Avenue used to look like. Um, I don't know if we, anybody uh, with community plans, we can never go back to what we remember. However, uh, we can start uh, creating new histories and bringing new businesses down into those sites down there. And working with the mayor's office, um, you know, there's not a lot of funds out there, but the mayor has come up with a unique, uh, some unique uh, ways that we can work with small businesses to acquire some of those building, vacant buildings. So if anyone's interested, we can work with them. And the okay. University of Pittsburgh can help divide, uh, create an, a sustainable business plan for them. Then work with the city and trying to uh, get some acquire some of those sites down there, vacant buildings, and put them back in use. Are, are you surprised that it has has taken so long? This is kind of a uh, trick question or something. I mean, I, when I travel around the, the northeast part of the United States through, you know, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Akron, Youngstown, um, I know there's a lot of people out there hurting. It's not just the Mon Valley. It's not just McKeesport. But are, are you kind of surprised that it has taken so long to start to see any kind of development efforts take hold? You know, when we, we go to a lot of uh, conferences and when you hear other regions of uh, Bethlehem still and yeah. how, they, how they have to make their transformation, which they're still working on, and they were in the same situation. And, again, you have to have community plans. And I think it, once you get a community plan put in place and understand what's there, take inventory of your land, that can implement that. 
but I'm not surprised because a lot of municipalities are really working on what can state government do for me, what can your county government do to me, but you have to have some aggressive uh, leadership in, out of the community coming to step forward because sometimes governments do take, you know, you have changes in administration, so sure. would you get started? then it could be on hold because there's a new vision for in a new direction of a new political administration. Sure. But once you get the vested people in the community vested in your in the community, then that, that development will take place. But I'm really not surprised uh, that Mon Valley area had, was hit hard and you still have an anchor with U.S. Steel. Yeah. Then you're thinking, well, U.S. Steel should be able to turn around with all this talk about Marcellus Shell oh, yeah. and these pipelines coming in. So. Hopefully, it's just idle for a little bit uh, and figure out what's happening with this new industry for our region, which could really help uh, put uh, folks back into work. Um, I know everything's on hold with Marcellus Shell yeah. drilling, but as of yesterday, it looks like the natural gas has surpassed coal, the coal industry for the state of Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, or if it was the United States, I can't recall. Uh-huh. But that's an industry I think that we could do some focusing on down in the Mont Valley area because there's many, many well over a thousand, I believe, small manufacturing in that footprint down there that could benefit on working with um, this industry. We need one more quick 60-second break. Eric O'Brien is going to tell you a little bit about the support for this program that is provided by the McKeesport Hospital Foundation. After the break, one, I was wondering if you could sort of walk me through the process of when an entrepreneur or a small business comes to you you for help, uh, how the process goes, okay? Sure. You're listening to Radio 81 WEDO 1550 WZUM and TubeCityOnline.com. We'll be right back. Support for this broadcast comes in part from the McKeesport Hospital Foundation. Since 1976, the foundation has addressed key concerns that affect our good health, as well as our education, social needs, recreation, safety, and security. The foundation partners with UPMC McKeesport and other agencies to eliminate barriers to all services for all residents of the Mon Valley. Visit mckhospitalfoundation.com or call 412-664-2590. City Online has reached a critical point in our history where we need to raise money from the public to continue providing information both online and on the radio. If you can help by making a donation, we would very much appreciate it. Go to our website, TubeCityOnline.com, and click the Donate button. And thanks for supporting independent media in the Monioc area. And we're back here on Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 WZOM, the heart and soul of Pittsburgh, and TubeCityOnline.com. Our guest this morning for a few more minutes is Juan Garrett. He is the executive director of the Riverside Center for Innovation. They are online at RiversideCenterForInnovation.com. And you can also reach them by phone at 412-322-3500. Two, three. Juan, before we took the break, I, I kind of asked you, walk me through the process, and I'm thinking maybe walk me through um, one of your recent uh, success stories. If somebody comes to you, and, and they've got an idea for a business, but maybe they don't have a, a good business plan even. What, what kind of help can you get them? Sure. Uh, most of the folks that we do get, uh, they do have a business idea. So one of the things we try to do is put them through a formal training program okay. where we teach them how to really basically – uh, just give them basic knowledge on what it is to operate a business from hiring, what is the legal structure of the business, where your location is going to be, talk about financing, and credit is also a part of that. But a lot of our successful companies, they've are, they were basically home-based businesses or 
it's a, a person that was probably laid off from their position, and they wanted to take that and be able to control their own destination by creating their own business. So we actually work with them and could help create a business plan. And we again, we collaborate with the University of Pittsburgh. And then we, and, and the biggest piece on that is really your financial projections. And most people don't okay. realize a business plan is really like your Bible. Uh, and most people, when you look, have a business plan, they change. They change four or five different times. Meaning like a bu- and, meaning meaning like a budget. I know it's more involved than that, but meaning like a, an annual budget and then sticking to that annual budget, where your money is exactly. coming from and where it's going to. Exactly. Okay. So we want, you don't really have to have an accounting background. But we try to make sure that you do understand what is happening with your finances. And we also tell a lot of small businesses that you should bring on an accountant to do your accounting services. And that's where a lot of entrepreneurs get in trouble. They wear so many different hats. But the biggest, the biggest area where they have uh, the failure is, is their accounting system because they forget, okay, I'm not going to pay taxes this time, but I'll catch up on the next time. And then it just... Snowballs. The next thing you know, you're owing the IRS and taxes. But if you have someone that can control your taxes and let you do what you do best is run your businesses and go out and get the sales. And that's the important piece because most companies don't think that they can wear all the various different hats. And so we have a list of people that we work with and try to refer folks to those small businesses and those various resources that are out there to provide those services. And we try to work with them to see if we can get reduced rates for a lot of our clients. And so, but if they're not, one of the other things that we do promote is really joining your local chamber. Okay. Because most chamber members provide discounted services to other chamber members. And a lot of people don't know that. So you might be able to work with a a, a chamber uh, member that you're with and try to get some discounted services and then maybe form a long-term relationship as you become more successful. That's funny that you mentioned that because we had uh, Mari Bergwin from the Monioc Chamber of Commerce was our guest last week on this program. Oh, sure. We're, we're actually members ourselves of probably almost 13 chambers in our region. So, so tell me, in the last few minutes we have left, you have a Southwestern Pennsylvania Veterans Chamber of Commerce. Tell me a little bit about that. We haven't talked about that at all. Sure. We just kicked that off. Uh, we brought on a new uh, part-time director, Randy Lavender, and uh, what we found out was years ago, we again, we did an entrepreneurial training program where we focused on veterans. And uh, if most people don't know, Western Pennsylvania has one of the highest populations of veterans in the country. And so a lot of times these veterans come back, whether they're disabled or, or just interested, some of them have had jobs and they were out and, you know, they develop skills in the military that they can transform into their own businesses. So we provide an entrepreneurial training program. And next thing you know, we have over 100-plus veterans in this network. So we were talking with our one of our key funders, and we decided we should start a regional veterans chamber of commerce. And one of the things that it really provides another portal for veterans. Uh, soon we'll be making a major uh, marketing campaign to make the announcement. But it provides a portal because what we found out with veterans, they came back. They weren't quite sure where to go for assistance to start their own company. Many of them reached out to the VA, but that's not the correct place to reach out to the VA. And then one of the stigmas with that is once you you have to to have an intake case. And there's nothing wrong with them, but a lot of veterans don't want to have that stigma that they reached out to the VA just to start a business. So this will provide another portal for veterans to even call. Um, We're working with, and, and really before we make the announcement, so that we have our partnerships in place from housing, workforce, 
and entrepreneur. Uh, so that it's in place. So when we call, we don't want to be that agency. Well, we're not quite sure. We want to have everything in place so that we know this is who you need to talk to about a housing project. Or if you're looking for jobs, these are the people that are placing veterans in jobs with larger companies. So we want to make sure that we garner all of those resource partners and then we'll be up and running. But uh, soon, probably in September, we are going to start another entrepreneurial training program for okay. veterans. And we're, we're going to target disabled veterans get more disabled veterans in business. Our guest this morning on Radio 81, WEDO 1550, WZUM, the heart and soul of Pittsburgh, and TubeCityOnline.com has been Juan Garrett. He is the executive director of the Riverside Center for Innovation and a McKeesport Tiger at heart. 412-322-3523. thank you so much. Any last words before we uh, say goodbye this morning? No, but if anybody in, on your reach is interested in uh, uh, businesses, Please feel free to reach out to us, and we can provide assistance for you. Thank you, and thank you all for listening here to Radio 81, 1550, WZUM, and So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright 2015, Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated, WEDO Radio, 810 Incorporated, or those of AM Guys LLC, WZUM 1550. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution or find out how you can underwrite this program, please visit our website at TubeCityOnline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, the Keysport, PA 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online.